Enjoy fun adventures as you sail away together and experience the extraordinary marriage you desire. Join us in April 2025 for the Six Pillars at Sea Marriage Getaway. Yes, we are taking Six Pillars cruising and we want you to join us. Get all the details at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash getaway. Use promo code SHIPSAHOY to get $500 off your registration today. We'll see you there. From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DiLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about ways that you can strengthen your marriage, no matter if you're together daily or living apart for a period of time. And as we start every show, here's a quote from author Nicholas Sparks. Many of you are probably familiar with him. Um, He wrote The Notebook and a number of other romance novels. And he says, the scariest thing about distance is that you don't know if they'll miss you or forget you. And we're going to be hitting home uh, on that pretty hard today talking about long distance and and how distance can happen whether you're you know in separate rooms in your home or across the ocean Um, but before we get there we've got to start this show just like we start all our shows with the one extraordinary marriage hug and this week's hug is brought to you by one extraordinary marriages trust me online workshop you've asked for it and here it is so many of you have said that trust is the number one area that you want to work on in your marriage So mark your calendars for Wednesday, May 6th, when Tony and I will be hosting the Trust Me, Restore, Renew, and Rebuild Your Foundation workshop. And just in case you're wondering, if you're listening to the show as soon as it gets released, that is next Wednesday, Wednesday, May 6th. We're going to be covering all aspects of the trust process, from how trust is broken to what you both need to do to rebuild the trust in your marriage and more. And again, it's next week. For only $19, you're going to receive a 60-minute workshop with Q&A, plus all workshop attendees will receive three amazing bonuses. The Contract of Reconciliation, a $19 value, 10 inspirational and motivational printables, I want to say principles, printables, again, a $19 value, and six reasons why trust is broken checklist, a $3 value. Pick up this $60 value for only $19 at TrustMeAgain.com. And it's been a little while that we've had a hug like this one. This is actually a we did it. And for those of you that are brand new listeners to One Extraordinary Marriage, the we did it's come when somebody has completed the seven days of sex challenge or the 60 days of sex challenge or some other number that they've decided and they write in or call in and share with us what that experience has been like for them. And so here we go. This uh, husband said, the seven day sex challenge has taken us to a much deeper level of intimacy. We have moved to a place we haven't been to before in our marriage of five years. Our desire to commit and honor our commitment to each other was extremely exhilarating and has enabled us to experience deeper love that is so very wonderful. Thank you for your encouragement and inspiration. Way to go, you guys. That's awesome. Love the we did it. We love it. And if you've got a we did it and you want to share it with the One Extraordinary Marriage community, we want to hear from you. You know, send us an email or better yet, call and let us put your we did it on the air. 
It's 858-876-5663. We'd love to have more of those in the weeks and months upcoming. So distance. As we jump into today's show, uh, Tony and I have done the long distance thing before. When we first met, we were actually long distance for a year. Mm-hmm. It was before we were married, so a little bit different dynamic. But we've had times in our marriage, most notably when he hiked the Pacific Crest Trail and was gone for 138 days. Not mm-hmm. that either one of us counted, but you know, 138 days. Oh, we counted. We counted. And you know, we know that so many of you in the one community are dealing with distance in your marriage, be it due to work, be it due to family situations, deployment, uh, deployments. I mean, we know we've got illness, all kinds of things pull you apart. Mm -hmm. And yet, if you don't work on this thing called marriage while you're apart, it, it can wither. It, It can really find itself in a not so good place. And this show actually was, uh, came about because we'd received this email from a brand new listener. And I want to, I'm going to be sharing her email throughout the course of the show because she has nailed it. But I want to give you a little, her introduction here. She says, my husband and I stumbled onto your podcast when we were driving to visit our oldest son. We listened to one in the two fifties, I think. Anyway, we've been married for over 30 years and love that you have such relevant information. I wish that we had some of this information years ago when we were doing everything humanly possible to destroy our marriage. Mm. Don't worry, you're not alone. We've nope. all had done at least some of those things. That was my little interjection there. She said, however, God can and does work miracles every day. And we are a living, breathing, functioning and succeeding miracle. We probably spend 23, day, 23 hours a day together almost every day. And when we can, we are always texting or talking on the phone. He's my best friend and such a wonderful gift to me. I thank God that he was with us in the hard times. She goes on to say, I've referred our adult children to your podcast and your website. They will be separated for about four months due to work. Their first anniversary comes in August when one of them is still out of town. I'm worried for them, but we will be holding them in prayer as well. I wanted to send you a copy of the letter that we wrote to them and sent in a box of cookies. Bribery still works on adult children. (laughs) Um, Having a son personally that loves cookies, I can see that I probably will be bribing him well into adulthood. She says, I'm going to bite my mama tongue and not ask what they thought of the letter, but rather pray that God opens their eyes and their hearts to work on the foundation of their marriage, even when they are not together. Okay. That was the first thing that I picked up from this letter. She said to work on the foundation of their marriage, even while they are not together. Right. Guys, just because you're not in the same house, in the same zip code, even in the same time zone, doesn't mean that you get a pass for not working on this thing called marriage. Right, because if the relationship matters to you, you continue to foster it even when you're not together. Right, and so she goes on to say, I, "I'm like this woman. She's my hero. I'm telling you the way that she brings us all together." She says, "This is what I had written to them." She said, "I hope the significance of a handwritten note is not lost on you." Okay, guys, when was the last time you actually wrote a handwritten note to somebody that you cared about? to somebody that you love, really asking them to, to take a look at your words. Because I know that we send text messages all day long. Mm-hmm. We do. Loving text messages. I mean, we even, you know, for all of you, we even put those things up on Instagram and those post up on Instagram and Facebook and say, text this to your spouse. Right. Right. Like we encourage that. 
And yet, handwriting, the power of the written word, the significance of seeing someone you love take the time to put their thoughts and feelings on a piece of paper. And I know that this, and you can make this as small as a post-it note, right? Like I've done this with our kids where I just put a post-it note in somewhere in the room where they have to find it. And, you know, then I get like little post-it notes back where, you know, mom, anytime or, you know, whatever. It becomes this exchange. But the power of the written word matters. And for those of you that don't even know where to get started on how to write a love letter or how to put your thoughts on paper, I want to direct you to a resource. Just go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash RWW. This is going to take you to... Our friend over at yeah, Destin like, over at Engage Marriage. I was it's called, to remember it's called, all the W's. Yeah. It's called Romance the Right Way, and it's a template to show you how to write a love letter. And it gives you a number of different templates so that you can work through that. Because I know for myself, too, I'll get stuck. And where do I start? Where do I open up? How do I do that? And then allow that letter to flow. So it's just a template that allows you to look at and go, okay, I can put this in here. I can add this. You know, it allows you, instead of getting bogged down and going, what am I going to write? It gives you the opportunity to say, you know, I love you because insert reason here. And, you know, and gives you those ideas so that you don't get bogged down. Is it going to be a one-time passer for you? It may for some of you. For some, it may, you have to write it and sit on it for a little bit and then come back and tweak it, but that's okay. That's that's part of the process. You know, writing love letters to your spouse or a letter to your spouse isn't something that's one and done sometimes. You know, it, it just doesn't happen, you know, because you want it to. It just poof. It, it may take a little work. It may take a little practice. And don't beat yourself up for it. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot to be said for making the effort. So this mom goes on to write. She says, I love you both and wanted this to be well thought and received with care. I'm feeling the need to write and encourage you both in the upcoming time apart. And then she puts this quote. Uh, she makes this quote. She said, absence makes the heart grow fonder is plainly BS. It makes you lonely, irritable, sad, and unconnected. Quite honestly, you can be absent in the same house. True and that. Many of you know what that experience is like. She said the end result for either situation is the same, heartache. And we know these times apart are not your strong suit, nor any other normal couple I know. Having been together so long and learning things the hard way, we thought of some ideas to help you be connected while you're apart. This should be part of a larger plan you both have in place for acceptable behaviors while not residing together. And I I just want to bring up, you know, when I brought up in, in today's show, you know, you can strengthen your marriage no matter if you were together daily or apart for a period of time, because you can be distant in your household. That is common. I mean, it's not unlike even Elise and I to be in separate parts of our house and feel distant from each other if we're not making the appropriate time for each other and connecting. And with that can become, you know, you can become lonely. You can start having these thought processes going through your mind going, you know, my spouse is down there. They're not talking to me. Um, what's going on? Are they, are they looking on their phone? Are they texting somebody else? Are they, all this stuff can go on in that distance, even within the boundaries of the four walls you live in can be the same as when your spouse may be on a trip across the world. Mm-hmm. 
And it happens. I mean, we hear from you guys all the time that this is going on in your marriages, whether, like I said, you're in the same zip code or not even in the same hemisphere. So here are her actions, ways to stay in touch. Send each other one encouraging text every day. Thinking of you, be strong, work hard. Remember that day on our honeymoon. Love you, miss you. You know, and if you're struggling with what that text needs to look like, text this to your spouse. Like go onto our Facebook page and, and just go into the magnifying glass and search that. That'll come up. Look at Instagram. Our, on our Instagram feed, we constantly have inspirational quotes that you could send to your spouse. Don't, mm-hmm. don't stress yourself out by having to do the action. Find resources that allow you to tap into that information so that you can find that sentiment to encourage one another every single day. And if you go to the website, uh, com, and you go to the right-hand side under the popular post, you'll see one that says romance your spouse with these sexy text messages. See, he's so amazing. He even just cultivates that all together for you. And just uh, honestly, just go on there. You can go on your phone and copy it and paste it right into your text message deal and tweak it to fit you. I mean, there's someone here that just say, please let me know what I did to deserve you. I want to make sure I keep on doing it. Love you. I mean, there's, there's 20 or 30 of them here. So there you go. So that's like a month's worth. Yeah. Run with it. Each of you have a small notebook to keep. While you're apart, you write one thing you love about the other person every day. Share them when you get together again. Now, I actually have someone, I know someone that I met at a speaking engagement and what she and her husband do is they send one notebook back and forth to each other. So it's like an ongoing, for them, it's like an ongoing story, an ongoing letter. Oh, cool. they, they kind of took this idea and, and tweaked it to fit their marriage. And remember, any ideas that we give you guys, tweak them to fit your marriage. Right? So they send love letters back and forth in the same notebook so they can go back and read. Mm, that's really cool. Those letters uh, to one another read the same book and talk about it. You know, have your own mini book club, right? Pick a book that, you know, whatever your interests are, find something, some way to connect. This next point, I personally love this one. She said, spend time listening to a podcast together once a week. One Extraordinary Marriage is a new one dad and I discovered recently. They have at least 260 shows, half an hour long on a huge variety of subjects. Take turns picking one out each week. I say that's the best. I, you know, that one, that's the gold star. <laughs> uh, Thank you so much for, for sharing that. For that's sharing awesome. that. But Appreciate it. Honestly, if there's, if there's information that you love, share it. Share yeah. it together. Encourage your spouse, especially when you're apart. And we know that there are a lot of military couples mm-hmm. that actually do use the One Extraordinary Marriage show. So a, a huge shout out to all our military couples that are using One Extraordinary Marriage to stay together while they're apart. Because the great thing about the shows is they can go down, they can listen, and they can email each other back and forth. Or if they actually get some FaceTime or phone time, can actually talk about what's on the shows. And it allows them to have those conversations while they're not together. Right. And that communication part, keeping the communication alive while the two of you are separated due to distance is so important. Because sometimes it's you've, you've got all these other people in your life that are in the immediate that you're talking to that you sometimes feel like you don't have anything to say to your spouse. So if there's a podcast, if there's a book, if there's something that you can use to foster that conversation, it's going to go a long way. Uh, this next one is incredibly romantic. She said, sit outside at the same time and talk under the same night sky. Now, for those of you that are on opposite sides of the world, 
because we know that happens. I've had friends who, you know, due to different duty stations and things like that, we've been like, you know, 11, 12, 17 hours apart. Sometimes it's going to be a morning sky, wind is a night sky, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. Be out in nature together to the best of your abilities, wherever you are. It can be a very calming, it can be an easy way to have a conversation where you're just out and about sitting in the grass, sitting on the beach, wherever it is. And then this last one that she put in here, I, I think is perhaps one of the most creative. And I would love to, I would love to hear if any of you have actually made this happen. She said, go to a movie together if the schedules work. This one takes planning. Um, this is probably if you're on the same continent, it's a little bit easier. But I love the idea of trying to figure out, okay, can we go see a movie together apart? Like we both go and the movie's playing about the same time and we can sit and watch the movie and then come out and, I don't know, FaceTime together and, and talk about the movie you know, and so you have those different things that you can do, those very specific actions that really, you know, think about what each one of those things do. Each one of those specific actions is a form of connection. It's a form of saying to the other person, the person that you married, you are important. Mm-hmm. I want to spend time with you. Right? We can't physically be holding hands. We can't physically be sitting next to each other. But I want to take you to the movies. Right? I want to I want to sit out under the stars with you. So let's figure out how to make it happen. Don't use I actually posted this up on Instagram last week about being busy is not an explanation, it's an excuse. So then this especially becomes true when you're separated. Right? When you tell your spouse, I'm too busy, you know, I'm, you know, a thousand miles away and I'm too busy for you. That's an excuse. You've got to find ways to still be able to foster that time together. Right. You know, so get creative guys. Don't use distance as your limiting factor. Use distance as a way to say, you know what, we're going to write the book on how to do a long distance relationship and get really creative. I bet you in the one community, there are probably a hundred different ways that couples have stayed connected. And actually, I would challenge you to come to this show. So come to you know, oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is going to be the top podcast when you click on the podcast. If you're listening to this in the first week, it goes up. And if you've been long distance for any length of time, just write in how the two of you stay connected. I'd love to see the comment feed blow up on this one so that we can put those ideas together and create a resource for couples just like you. Yeah, that would be great because, you know, the cool part is, is that these are all suggestions. Obviously, you don't have to do all, you know, six of them that Elisa just went over. It's taking one, maybe even two of them, you know, and, it, and maybe all six of them if the duration is longer. You know, if, if this is a, you know, six month deal that is going to happen because one of you is going out to the new city is setting up, getting, getting working and the other spouse is tidying up the last place, making sure the house is for sale, getting all the kids ready and then moving out. So, you know, one of these may not be what you need. I mean, you may need to work all six of these in over the course of a six month period or you have other ways, and like Elisa said, come on back, put it in the comment section because we'd be happy to pull these all together and make a resource for other couples in the one family to be able to come to and look at and go, wow, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be in a period of our marriage where we're gonna be distant for six months, a year. What do we do? How do we stay connected? Mm-hmm. And they can come and look at this resource and go, wow, look at what all these other guys are doing, what all these other couples have done, and now we can 
apply that in our own marriage. So we'd love to hear from you. So this writer goes on to say, the other thing that you need to have when you're apart is you need to have boundaries. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's very easy to let things get a little loosey-goosey in terms of your boundaries when your spouse is not right there. And it's important, in fact, it's critical that you think about these things before you have the distance in your marriage, right? Before travel, before the deployment, before the business trip. Because thinking about it after the fact, Tony's making the yucky face. It doesn't work. Right? You've got to put guardrails in place in your marriage before something happens. Be proactive instead of reactive. So the first one is wedding rings on. Always. And this is one of those things where, you know, obviously some of you for work, I mean, we had a season in our marriage where because of work and because of Tony doing a lot of um, rock climbing and things like that, he couldn't wear his ring because it was dangerous. There is actually a site, um, we learned about this through, uh, firefighterwife.com it's called was it kalo ring q-a-l-o ring.com we'll put a link to it in the show notes but it's a it's a material that is more flexible and things like that and people are wearing these rings in place of their metal bands in case of injury and things like that yeah it's a silicone yeah right all different colors all kinds of things we'll put a link to it yeah quelo q-a-l-o dot com Okay, sorry, yeah. leave I'll, off the I'll, ring. I'll, yep. Never go out alone with a member of the opposite sex. This is a big one. This is where it gets dicey for a lot of people. Don't do it. This is, this is actually a guardrail that we have in our marriage, living in the same house, in the same city. I don't go out with guys. I don't. Tony doesn't go out with women. If either one of us for any reason are going to be alone or or think that there might be a possibility that we're going to be alone with a member of the opposite sex, you know what? The other one knows about it, right? If I'm having a business meeting and it happens to be with a man, Tony knows about it. Vice versa. If Tony's going to his massage therapist who happens to be a woman, I know about it. I know how long he's going to be there. He calls me before he goes in. He calls me when he gets out. Like guardrails. Mm-hmm. Right. But I would never think of calling up a buddy. I don't even think I, I don't even have any single male friends anymore. I mean, we've been married 20 years. I, I would never think of calling someone up and saying, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat. But that may be an opportunity that presents itself for you. And I'm telling you, don't do it. It can be a very sticky situation where you start sharing things that really should be reserved for your marriage. Yeah. She goes on to say, Um, If you're going out in a group of people, make sure that there is at least one other member of the same sex. So you're going out in a group of people. It's not like I would go out with a group of guys and be the only woman in that group. I would go out with a couple girlfriends and guys, you know, so it's a mixed sex group because again, it's very easy when you're the only one to find yourself in a difficult situation. Right. She added here and this is this is a really big one because i've seen this actually happen in a number of cases uh not cases but situations with clients that i've worked with where they go out socializing and two things happen one they come home at all hours of the night 
right? So, you know, spouse goes out socializing and, you know, it's three or four o'clock in the morning before the spouse comes home and the spouse that's at home is like, where the heck have you been? The other thing that happens is that there's no communication when that spouse is out socializing with their friends. And so there are two things at work here. One is staying in contact with each other. Remember we talked in the first part of the show about, you know, that connection, that contact, that communication. Same thing happens when you're going out. One, tell your spouse if you're going out with friends, right? Like, hey, Mm -hmm. um, Friday night, a group of us are going to the Padres game or we're going to go have dinner and and see a movie group of us who's going to be in the group second thing when you're out stay in connection with your spouse not because you feel obligated to but because you want to Mm -hmm. and there's a big distinction there this is not because your spouse is making you this is because your marriage matters so much that you want to stay in connection and you want to stay above board with your spouse and secondly there is there is no need to stay out super late I mean, there isn't, it's like, we've got friends who, uh, the husband actually has a two drink rule. This is, and when I first heard him say this, I was like, are you kidding me? But because I had never heard it before, but it makes a lot of sense. His rule is two drinks. Why? Cause nothing good happens after two drinks. And this is from a big guy, right? This is not, you know, some, you know, five foot hundred pound woman who's like, you know, by two drinks, I'm you know completely wasted. This is a guy who's probably six, three, 250. Yeah. And he's like two drinks minimum uh, or you know, two drinks maximum. Two drinks maximum, yep. And, and you know, there's this idea that you know, all kinds of interesting things and, and some very not so good things happen when you stay out really late at night because chances are you're still drinking and chances are your inhibitions are down. And again, this is all in context of, hey, we're distant, we're away from each other, we're, we're not in the same zip code, um, you know, this, I, I hear a lot of this happens mainly, you know, business trips. Oh, well, the guys are going out, so I need to go out and I need to spend time, you know, as someone who goes to conferences and some of these conferences are in Vegas and I'm seeing people that I know, you know, I have to be willing. It's, uh, it's up to me to make the call on how late I want to stay out and what I'm going to do. And yeah, you know what? Sometimes that is tough. And sometimes it is, you know, hey, I may stay out later and I'll let Elisa know, but I'm not going into the the multiple beers. I'm just drinking iced tea or, you know what? Or I am just, you know, if I, if I have a beer, I'm just letting it ride out, you know, and I have a, a, a water and iced tea beside me. But that's a choice you got to make. You know, you, you can't blame your friends. You can't blame the people you're seeing. That's up to you to stand tall in who you are and going, you know what? I'm not going to get drunk. I'm not going to stay out till 4 a.m. I'm not going to go to the strip club because all my buddies are going there. That's you. And it's not your spouse either. Like, I want to be very clear that you make these decisions because you want to make them, not because you're blaming your spouse because your spouse doesn't want to be that person. They want to be important to you. They don't want to be, you know, the ball and chain male or female that is, you know, keeping you from doing stuff. This other one, I I like this idea because I actually, um, you know, see this being beneficial, not just for spouses, but also if you have children, Uh, it's a location app on your phones. 
Mm-hmm. And I've used this because we have this on our phones. I've used this when my son has misplaced his phone. Um, nothing like having it tell you that it's within, you know, three feet of you. And you're like, oh, yeah, it's buried under that pile of clothes that you have in your room. But a location app, you know, put it on there. Again, not because you're suing, but because these are the guardrails that you're putting in your marriage so that you know, you know what, I'm not going to go to that place because if my spouse were to ping where I'm located right now, this is not going to help my marriage. There's nothing good that's going to go on inside that late night club, inside that late night strip club, inside that late night bar, inside someone else's hotel room. I mean, let's just be honest here. Okay, those things happen. And if you want to have an extraordinary marriage, you're going to make different choices. You're not going to be like everybody else. Mm -hmm. You're going to choose to put your spouse first. And does that mean you're going to have to make tough choices? Sure. Sure. Does that mean sometimes you're going to get a little ribbing from your friends? Sure. But you know what? Your relationship is going to be stronger for making those decisions. And the last thing that this woman had put in her letter to her adult children was the whole a concept of, she refers to it as sexual release. How are the two of you going to handle this when you're apart? And this is a really big question. And, you know, she was cute because she mentioned the fact that she was a little red in the face even writing those words. And, and I'm not going to be so red in the face. Okay, because when you're apart, sexual tension is very real. I also know that when you're apart, pornography can be a very real substitution. And I'm just going to come right out here and say, you know what? It's not an acceptable solution because it snowballs. You've heard it time and time again on this show, how pornography snowballs into something bigger, how pornography replaces a spouse. And so I'm going to tell you, if you're going to be long distance for a while, the two of you need to figure out what sexual release is going to look like in your marriage. And you need to do it without the assistance of pornography, plain and simple. It's not worth jeopardizing your relationship. And that's what all of these guardrails are about. It's not worth putting yourself in a situation where you're going to have to backpedal, where you're going to have to explain yourself, where you're going to have to have a need for the trust me workshop. You know, where you're going to have a need for that trust me because you didn't put guardrails in place Hmm. and now trust has been broken. And some of you listening to this are like, but that's us. It's not too late. Come back because each one of these Each one of these guardrails, each one of these action steps leads to your marriage being stronger. It leads to your foundation being stronger. And just like that woman said at the start, she's like, use these next few months to be the foundation for the next 40 years. That's what we want for each one of you. When you listen to the show, think about the guardrails. Think about the actions that you need to put into place this week to set the foundation for the next 40 years of your marriage. Yep. So no matter if you have some distance going on right in your own four walls of your home or you're experiencing it right now because the spouse is away or it's going to be coming, take these strategies and use them. Find out what's going to work best for you in your marriage. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Come back. Give us comments on what you've done to stay close when you've been distanced with your spouse. We love you guys and have a fantastic week.